Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the uh, Shrewsbury Biscuits Virtual Market Showplace, a show that we've been putting together for a few weeks now, uh, designed to give local traders a bit of a boost and talk about businesses, show people what they do, um, because we're all about supporting local traders, right? Um, I have a biscuit here with me today, and is the amazing, the beautiful Dee Dee. How's it going, Dee? You alright? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, this has been a few weeks uh, in the making, really. This is uh, the, the the Darwin Festival live shows were kind of like a trial run for this. Yeah, um, they were. Uh, yeah, and they went really well. They were very well received. So hopefully, people enjoy this today. You know, I know, and I'm in a different environment today because I got so much in the last one we did. I got so much shade off Shane. So I'm now in a, a cluttery office, but I have. But you can see me, and I'm like you said, I'm not sitting on a floor. Not sitting next on the floor, to my server. Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah properly <laughs> planned today. Not, uh, uh, D, we're going live in 10 minutes. Oh, what, what, what? Yeah, the, the, you yeah. say that, you say that, but I'm driving here in the rain with my hair all whack, going like, ha, 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 but I'm good. It's going good. I've got to say, actually, uh, just before, like half an hour before we did this, I received a, um, a parcel from Ed Curry, who, who created the Carolina Reaper chili. He's a good friend of ours for the Yusuk show. And he sent me four bottles of the hottest sauce on the planet. This is the Apollo Reaper sauce. And I thought I'd try some live on a, on Facebook. Does it say how hot it is? What is it called? Like the volume? It's over four million that. Scovilles, over four million. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd try some Ritz just to be, you know, all ballsy and that on a live did show. You, did you have hair before you tried it? I did, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my head's that sweaty now that my hat won't stay on. So that's why I'm bald <laughs> today. Just just flexing the whole bald head thing. But anyway, look, oh, we, wow. we could chat all day, but we've got two great guests to bring you guys. Um, we have first uh, a, a friend we made um, that moved into our old studio in the parade. I said I would get her on again, and I kept my promise. It's Amy from Madame Lama Flower Bar. How's it going? All right. Hi. Hello. Nice to see you. Sorry, nice to I've see got you. you on my phone as well. I've turned that off. Yeah. Hey. So all good. Too much, Alex. Is uh, I'm, I'm quite an indulgence. <laughs> you see, too much of me. Is, uh, I'm wondering if the chili sauce blew your hat off, Alex. Is that what happened? It won't stay on. It won't. It just falls off. <laughs> Even with the headphones. And if I put my headphones over it, it takes the headphones with them. Yeah. I so. suppose you're okay sitting there in that hoodie. I'd be sitting so warm. Yeah, just chilling. It's got uh, swag I, I, on. I, said, I, I need to start dressing a bit more smart. I think for the biscuit because I always say uh, I, I dress far too casual for these sort of things. Now we're talking about businesses in Shrewsbury. I think I should probably start smartening up a bit. What do you reckon? Get some nice clothes in. Well, where, where's your t-shirt? Oh, I, I wore it yesterday. Letting the side so. down. I wore it yesterday. No, it was two days ago. I wore it and went shopping. That's the worst thing to do, right? Because you know when you're out in the public. People see the shoes of biscuit. You got to behave yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. No shouting at old people saying get out the way or anything like that. Uh, all right, our second, our second guest is um, is responsible for one of, uh, one of the many food revolutions that's going on in Shrewsbury right now. Um, he is a great guy. He sent me cake uh, a while ago when I ordered food from Liam Tinsley's feast, and we are friends forever for that. Now it's Mickey from Bake Shrewsbury. Thank you very much for joining us, Mickey. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to nice to nice to meet you finally properly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you have sent me a box of goodies, which we'll get into later. They've been sitting here. Yeah, man. Um, thank you for sending me food. That he hasn't shared with anyone else. No. Uh, no, I know. It's really unfair. Rude. This is payback, D, uh, for when I was on keto, and you'd be like, I just baked some fresh brownies. Here you go, gang. That's so true. Like... <laughs> yeah. I kept bringing so much in. He was like, I can't eat it. I'll just sit there looking at it. <laughs> he's just there with this special syrup that goes in his black coffee. 
<laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, we'll get back to those days soon, I'm sure. Uh, when it when it's okay to when it's um, relevant to look good outside, you know, because at the moment we're all kind of in our caves. Um, okay, now we have um, to. I want to talk about your businesses. I want to give you guys a, a, an opportunity to talk about your business. Mickey, let's start with you. Um, yep. What is what is Bake? Tell people, introduce people to your business. Um, so we are a home delivery bakery service. So we haven't got a shop as such, but um, free delivery to SY1, 2 and 3 and those kind of weird SY5 bits that end up by the hospital. Um, where we... From Tuesday to Saturday, and if we have any leftover Sunday, we do brownies every evening through Zoom food. Um, we do afternoon teas. We do butter buns, cinnamon rolls, Chelsea buns, and just looking at always trying to expand it. But I say I'm only one man in the kitchen, so there's <laughs> only so much that I can put out at the same time. One man that creates sexy looking food. I'm going to share a couple of pictures. We've got loads. I'm going to, I'm going to span these across the, the whole episode. We'll just take a yeah. look at some of these cakes. Uh, this brown here, cabbage cream egg. Look at that. That looks amazing. Sorry guys. I know it's after lunchtime. Um, this one here. What's oh, that one? Is that Biscoff? Wow. Yeah. Biscoff Blondie. That was. Oh, um, wow. Caramac. Yeah. So that one's available tonight at the moment. I've, my phone is just going off with people ordering at the minute, but yeah, that's in the <laughs> box for this week. And then it's your afternoon tea. Yeah, so that's our afternoon yeah, tea for two. What's what's the bit in the puff pastry? What was that one? Uh, sausage roll. Oh wow! So you've got yeah, the sweet so and I've, the savoury in there. Yeah, so it's one of these things of it's just a nice little extra bit just to give it a little bit of savoury, considering there's so much sweet in there. And did you say you're you're a one man band in a way? Are you the only one in the kitchen? But in, in, in the kitchen, yeah. Um, so for delivery-wise, I have my partner and my mum helping with deliveries um, alongside um, doing Zoom food in the evenings for the brownies as well. That's a, that's a lot of work. I can imagine you do crazy yeah. hours in that kitchen. <laughs> yeah, crazy I've, I've hours. Been in the, yeah, I've been in the kitchen since four this morning and I'm still here now. And once I'm done here, I've got stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's crazy, right? I sp we spoke to Marcus Bean yeah, yeah. Uh, on the show. He's not been released yet. Next week, this will be released. And I was saying to him, what what do you have to do to become a superstar chef or a, 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 a sort of food celebrity, or whether it's local or big, or whatever? He says, uh, I ask people questions. And what I say is, do you like a full-time salary? And they say, yes. And do you like working normal hours? And they say, yes. So I'll give up all of that because, <laughs> because essentially <laughs> that's what you're going to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But look what you've done. People are talking about your product. Yeah. All I've seen so many positive posts about your product. Um, yeah, I, it's been the reception has been really good. Which, I, like I say, I love the feedback that we get from customers because because I don't go out on many deliveries. I don't get to see it much, so I get kind of fed back. So when we do get reviews on like Facebook and reviews on Zoom and stuff like that, it's really good for me to be able to see because, like I say, I'm hidden away in the kitchen twelve hours a day. So when I get to see like people posting pictures of them enjoying it and things like that, it's always lovely to see. Amazing, amazing. Right, uh, she's been sat there quiet while we've been discussing cakes, <laughs> salivating in the mouth. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a cake girl. <laughs> Amy from Madeline Lambert, thank you so much for for coming on our show again uh, cool. on on the live arena as well, of course. Um, would you like to introduce people that haven't listened to that episode of The Biscuit? Shame on you if you haven't. Make sure you listen to it. Um, about what is Madeline Lama's flower bar and uh, where, you know, what is your business about? 
Okay, so um, I started off as a home-based florist and then moved into, like you said, your old studio. Um, I am a florist, but I like to always like to have added a twist to it. So I worked within the language of flowers, which is um, the Victorians started it. So every flower has a meaning um, and secret lovers would hand over bouquets that had messages sort of in the flowers. And, and that's kind of like the way I tried to work. Um, but lockdowns, and lone parenting. I'm not a single parent. My husband works in Afghanistan. It just became impossible. Um, but I'm very lucky. I have a passion for gardening. I love growing flowers. And um, so this year, this is what's happening with Madame Lama. Everything's changing slightly. Um, Shrewsbury Town Centre doesn't have a garden shop. Um, it's, um, you have to go out. We, and the garden centres out of town are amazing. But they're big, they're quite impersonal. Um, and at the parade, um, if you're in the parade anywhere and you've gone for a coffee or gone to any of the beautiful shops in there, then you can pop into a, the only garden shop in the Shrewsbury Town Centre when we can open again. Um, I'm talking really fast, aren't I? Sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> really so much to say. Um, but basically, the one thing we can guarantee about this summer is nature's going to keep happening. We don't know anything else, but flowers are going to keep growing and um, nature is going to keep happening. And this year, I'm really passionate about encouraging people to grow their own. Um, we need to stop importing flowers that have traveled thousands of miles. Um, and in order to keep those flowers fresh during their journey, the chemicals used is insane. Um, and they're still popular and I, you know, I would like to say that I won't be using them again, but as a florist, it's really hard to, you know, to keep up with people's needs when they want a particularly perfect white rose that is only grown in Kenya or, you know, so, but my aim is by the end of the year to none of my flowers to have traveled from overseas at all. Um, I want to grow them all. I want to encourage people to have their own cutting gardens. Um, yeah. So that's something that I'm really pushing now on my Instagram is advice and seeds. And we're going to go through this journey together, sort of from from muck to vase, really, <laughs> or muck to bouquet. Um, and that's what I'm really encouraging this year. Yeah. So obviously these are going to be all seasonal based, aren't they? Yes, they are. Um, it is, I mean, gardening is a, it's not just a 12-month journey. It is a, a long journey, but there are so many seeds that you can start planting within the next few weeks um, that will give you a whole summer, a whole summer. And then not only that, but they, annuals sort of have their own seeds. So you plant an annual seed, it grows, it flowers, it drops its seeds, it then dies but that's its life cycle. And then seeds you get from there, you plant again next year and they keep going. Um, it, it, nature's amazing. Some of the seeds are so tiny and so ugly. And yet, you know, in a few weeks, it's they're just gonna be beautiful. Um, and it's so good for your mental health. It's amazing. It's what's kept me going without a doubt. 
I just want to ask a bit about because you mentioned about the bouquets and how they have their own messages in them. Yeah. And a lot of people are aware, like there are certain trees and certain flowers and everything that have meanings behind them. Yeah. Um, what is can you can you kind of like tell us like a type of bouquet and what the story of it would be, like what it would be saying? Oh gosh. Okay, so um for Mother's Day, okay, let's go with a Mother's Day bouquet. So in that, you would have gerberas because uh, daisies, um, they symbolise innocent love. They symbolise pure love. They symbolise motherhood. You would match that with maybe um, an, a lisiantha, which um, which means friendship. Um, so just in two flowers, you've got um, friendship and motherly love just from those two flowers in a bouquet. You then would add some foliage like eucalyptus, um, and eucalyptus means protection and strength. So those three things in one bouquet mean everything that a mum means to you. Um, so a bouquet is more than just having it decorative on your kitchen side or anything like that. Have a yeah. massive meaning yeah. behind them. Yeah, secret absolutely. code, secret code, yeah. secret code. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and that's what the Victorians used it for: secret codes. Yeah. Is there, is there um, a reason behind why Valentine's Day you give roses? Is that signify mm. love or is there more behind it? Um, okay, well, no, it is. Um, so red, I'm asking red, so many questions. I'm so interested now. No, no, <laughs> no question is silly, is it? The so red roses mean um, traditional deep love. Um, but the amount of red roses that you give also uh, is symbolic of... Um, of what, how much your love is. Um, and I can't remember right now. Uh, there is a 12, 12 red roses means passion. Um, one red rose means true love. One white rose means pure love. Um, and so it, it, it's huge. There are so many books and so much information out there. So if someone who's just only had one, one rose, one red rose, yeah. Valentine's just gone... Don't yep. take offence, right? Because it's got Absolutely a massive meaning behind it. It means through that love, baby. Red, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one red rose symbolises so much. Um, and that's what I want to bring it back to. That's why they have it in the mouth and the tango. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, take the thorns out first, though. <laughs> yeah, take yeah. the thorns out. <laughs> yeah. um, we've, we've had a couple of nice comments in already. Uh, uh, Marie Roberts says, uh, I have had the pleasure of eating your brownies. And also sent Amy's flowers to people, both fab businesses. Thank you very much, Mary, for that. Um, Sarah Stevens says, Baked Shrewsbury is delicious. Well done, Mickey Evans and Lucy Stevens. Uh, and then Margaret as well. She says, Well done, Mickey Evans uh, and Lucy Stevens. Brilliant work and delicious cakes. There you go. See, coming in on live on the show that people really appreciate in your business. Mickey, I'm going to have to try some of yeah, your cakes. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you just send, I'll, I'll send you a box later on tonight. <laughs> he does he does do this he does do this Look. that's amazing <laughs> we got some to try it in a bit we'll we'll get the uh the segments the segmentals out of the way and then we'll uh i'm gonna eat some cake live on a show which is always always a great thing to do on a podcast it's um, a must do yeah <laughs> um I, I can do it with grace though i i did it with fb brought me in um homemade shrewsbury biscuits once uh with um with blackcurrant marshmallow in the middle. They're amazing because Tat FB is so talented. Um, yeah, so comment as well. Uh, we have Jess Williams. Hey, Amy. Hope you're okay. Um, oh. 
Shane Chebsey says, hey, Alex, how's it going? Shane, how's it going? Um, he says, uh, those cakes will put me into a diabetic coma, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Temptation. Um, right, let's get on to our... our we got we segmented some questions uh, just to sort of uh, give you guys a chance to sort of discuss where the story of your business is. Um, Dee, I think you're going to go first. We'll, 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 take, we'll take it in turns doing these. And we'll, uh, traditionally, we'll go ladies first. Um, so here is your question this is your segment d why why so we'll go we'll go to mickey first shall we yeah oh okay why uh, yeah I, well, that's why i thought harry would go because if you just yeah okay <laughs> I, and i'm interested so why have you done bake especially in the business form of just doing it strictly online why why that and what made you do it um so initially it was kind of a mental health thing it was just the kind of thing of i was working in a phone store absolutely hated it because i kind of just set it up as a little bit of a side thing just so every now and again would just knock something up and then put it up and things like that and then it i because i originally trained to be a chef in college years ago ended up leaving that going off and doing different things going kind of the long way about it and then by doing the baking again, I kind of fell back in love with it. And then I ended up getting completely fed up working for a phone store. And I just quit and got a job at the Free Pigeons in Nescliffe, working in the kitchens there. And then again, I kept bake going. It's just my own, my own little side thing, just so, so I just enjoyed doing it. It's kind of my main side thing. Um, and then until, so until lockdown, the first lockdown, uh, I was working at the kitchens in the pigeons in Nescliffe. And then I kind of enjoyed my first couple of weeks off of lockdown. And then I just thought I'm getting a bit fed up. So, you know what, over the weekends, I'll put up a few bits, bring in a little bit of extra money while furloughs kicking on. And then it just kind of went bananas. <laughs> so it ended up just going like whatever I was putting up was just selling. And then it just kept building and building and building until pretty much just seven days a week, all day every day baking basically i bet you're the point where you have to wear compression socks and stuff oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i just collapse when i get home just straight onto the sofa and just done <laughs> uh, yeah and so ended up it ended up getting to the point where i got a call from the mike the guy who runs the pigeons asking uh we're looking when the first lot that was ending going well i see what you've been doing do you want to come back and i was like well no <laughs> so i was able uh, yeah. I, I, nice. I ended up earning uh, yeah because it just got so popular that i was able to actually run it full time by myself um Amazing. i ended up going to i ended up going to hiring out the kitchen at draper's hall for a while which um which was quite which is good it's creepy when you're there on your own from four in the morning but it's <laughs> it's a nice kitchen to work out of um until the point where i ended up actually I say sharing a unit with Liam from Feast because he he was stocking our brownies for a while and it was when I had to move out of Drapers he just kind of said well what kind of space do you need came on a chat and then I've been here ever since sharing it with Liam and it's just starting to pick up nicely now we've gone up from doing like five six seven boxes a night to doing about 20 30 a night wow um, wow it's kind of, I started off by doing uh, the brownies and just these little square tins about that big. Then ended up moving up to tins about that big. And now I'm using the big proper professional gastro trays of brownie. <laughs> 
so it's not like you got like say you had 30 boxes going it's not like it's all just like one big tray these are loads of different components going in each of these yeah yeah so, yeah so so for for the box so, so for example for the boxes that i've got a top end box after i'm done here at the moment i've got four brownies uh, well four gastro trays of brownie and one gastro tray of blondie in the fridge so then i'll fully top all those cut them all up and then it's just one of each box boxed up there for it oh wow so that is amazing so it's it's like i well because i have to buy like the big commercial boxes of eggs and stuff like that i get through basically per gastro of brownies i get through about 60 eggs per per brownie <laughs> well through it's each just, batch is that yeah and then um because i don't use cocoa powder as well i only use chocolate in the brownie so because i find that you go through some brownies and things like that and you can just it just tastes like a cooked bar of cocoa powder as opposed yeah, to tasting missing. like chocolate was there a lot of taste testing involved yeah because I, I had one recipe that i was quite happy with for a while and then i i don't know if any of you have heard of paul a young from the chocolatier from london can't say that half no. sorry uh, <laughs> uh, yeah no <laughs> but um uh we tr i tried one of his brownies and it was just so good that i was like i just completely threw away the old recipe and went right that's the level i've got to be at so this recipe will never get there. So I just completely bend it all off and then reworked the whole new recipe. I say there's been tweaks and changes up until that point, but I've kind of, I've got to the point now I've got a recipe I'm really happy with that scales up perfectly. So as far as I can go with it, this recipe can go with it so that it will stay the same from now on because people seem to love our brownies. So I don't, I'm glad I've got a recipe that works so I can scale up with it. Right, I'm going to ask the same question to Amy. Obviously, you said before that you started you started at home, um, but why why did it all start? Like you know, so much behind it. You were saying all about um, the meaning behind flowers, but why why did you start this journey? Um. Oh gosh, I I don't know. You start from a practical reason, don't you? Um, that I wanted something. Um, because my husband was in the army for years, and so I followed him around. And it's very difficult to be anything but a mum and a wife when you're married to a soldier. Um, and we said, <laughs> and uh, we're in the middle of the country. And um, I just realised that flowers are something that I'm good at. Um, I love doing. And you've got to, like Mickey was saying, and you could hear how much he loves doing what he does. You've got to love doing what you're doing. And... Um, I remember when I, years ago, when I didn't have very much money, the one thing that I would treat myself to that lifted my entire house was a bunch of flowers. Um, and they were cheap flowers from the supermarket, um, but they brightened up my house. And every week I would make sure that I had that little bit of money spare for flowers. And what I wanted when I started Madame Lama was everybody to get that feeling you know I want everybody to be able to afford that little bit of brightness so you they are luxury flowers but they're not necessarily luxury prices um and then the cutting garden that came from the fact that I was raised in the middle of South Shropshire um I hadn't realized how lucky I was because you never do when you're a kid do you but I just know how to grow flowers and I didn't know that people didn't because it just 
came so naturally because as a child I would just be following my mum and dad around um just helping and I I had no idea that this was a talent <laughs> but but it is so passion talent wanting something that's mine um and wanting to share it a little bit all of those reasons um have made me you know made madam lama really um yeah uh, and now i want people to think gardening is cool i'm not saying i'm cool but i'm thinking that i might be able to make it cool um oh look, look yeah. at those gloves though oh wow oh, those gloves are amazing so that's a mother's day package that i've put together um they are in fact i've got them right here not on purpose but yeah i love pretty things i don't see why i should garden and look rubbish <laughs> i really love it. Yeah. and i figured i can't be the only one and so i've got yeah a whole range of really beautiful um i've got trowels that are really beautiful i know that sounds silly can you have beautiful trowels you can. I think you can. You can. Yeah. Yes. They're so pretty, and I I love pretty things. So yeah, once I can get back into my shop, it will essentially be a gardening shop that sells flowers, and it will have this range of really pretty accessories. Um, and for Mother's Day, you know, um, you could give a present a bunch of flowers. Of course, give a bunch of flowers. But also you could give your mum the gift of gardening because that's what we all did last lockdown, wasn't it? We gardened. Yeah, yeah and, if, and if we're going to be seeing like a little bit longer, I think we're all going to be back in our gardens again, aren't we? <laughs> I think so. So let's make them beautiful. And it's not just about us, though, is it? Because flowers are about bees and butterflies and bees. Everybody is knowing nowadays how important bumblebee is. Um, and when you see a bumblebee, climbing into your flower petals in your garden that you grew and then they just wiggle their bums and they're so happy collecting your pollen um that oh that's my cutting garden yeah um Beautiful. and those are some amazing peonies that i grew last year um yeah there's the bumblebee wiggling its bum <laughs> And I what is that. what's your favorite flower to grow? So I'm just looking at them then. You've got a lot of peonies, but what's your favorite? You know, every day. That's like when somebody asks you your favorite song, and every mm. day you can <laughs> it changes. Um, yeah. I love peonies, but the problem is peonies are like the avocado of the flower world. They're not ready, they're not ready, they're not ready, and all of a sudden they're done. But <laughs> they flower and the rain comes and knocks all your petals over. I, sweet peas, sweet peas, I love sweet peas. Um, they just, they smell amazing. Um, they just, I'm so nostalgic about sweet peas. Um, I love them. Dahlias, oh gosh, there's so many different varieties of dahlias and they're incredible and they're the flower that keeps giving. You cut one and then you go back and think you're done with your harvest and I'd go back up to my field the next day and we just got loads more. Um, there is nothing nicer than a wildflower meadow. And that's something that I also have. Part of my field is just wildflowers. And I literally just throw, throw the wild seeds all over this patch. And there is nothing nicer is than just it? sitting. Yeah. 
it's amazing. And in fact, Beautiful. this year what I'm doing is growing them, but having a sort of a hard standing area in the middle uh, because lots of people wanted photo shoots in it last year and it wasn't quite set up. So people were trampling over my flowers or I was being really precious and telling them not to stand there, etc. So this year, yeah, there's going to be um, a big wildflower patch again, but it's going to have a hard standing thing in the middle so people can come and have photos with children um imagine your you know your little toddler stood surrounded by mm. wildflowers um, and we all, we also all live in the town of flowers mm-hmm, we're known we for do. our flowers and obviously we have our massive flower show that happens yeah. and last year it was obviously cancelled but the year mm-hmm. before anyone who's a member when you receive your members they send you a little sachet of just wildflower seeds for yeah. you to put on your garden yeah. trying to encourage people to spread these wildflowers so it's, it is an, they are beautiful things. They all for are. the bees, baby. Um, so all for the bees. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I've done two things with wildflowers this time. Um, so one was letters that you can have. They're like floral affirmations. So because we're all missing each other, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So you would get you get a beautiful uh, po- that there it is. That's right. A poem, um, a packet of wildflower seeds with instructions on how to grow. And they're sealed in an envelope with a wax seal, um, just so that you feel really special when you get. Oh, so it's them. those little touches, isn't it, that make all mm. the difference? Yeah, they do. Yeah, make people feel really special. And um, kits to teach children and grown-up children how to make the little wildflower seed bombs, and they are so much fun to do. You just get little dishes of clay that you make, pop the seeds in, pop the compost in, turn them into a ball. And they're called seed bombs. I don't want children to be disappointed. They don't explode. But uh, you throw them where you want them in the garden and then the clay dissolves and the seeds just, you know, burst out and grow. And all of these things are going to encourage the younger generation to start growing flowers, aren't they? And we're not going to kill off how old. Yeah, that's what I'm doing it for. It's important in a world where well, we live in a town with every sort of patch of land they find at the moment they're building on. So it's, it's important to make use of that that spare land, those yeah. bits of those meadows, the rebrook, your garden, wherever it is you are. If you can just, you know. It is important, though, to remember to make sure that the species you're throwing around are British um, mm. and that I do because we don't really want too many um, foreign species of plants because they don't grow here naturally for a reason um it affects the ecosystem yeah absolutely i've heard some funny stories about people finding some odd plants and flowers growing in their wild gardens that shouldn't be there and they've had to remove them um and i I think i think that's it's not down to people being poorly educated on flowers because wildflowers there's so many of i i adore flowers and i know no like you show me a flower and there's about a 10 percent chance i'll know what it's called so i wouldn't know where they belong here or not but there's some amazing stories out there these people that have done these wild flower gardens and they found these strange things <laughs> that yeah. shouldn't really be there <laughs> the thing is that's a journey that you're always i'm always learning i go for a walk with my well i don't at the moment because my mum lives in wales but when i go for a walk with my mum she's just like an encyclopedia of 
telling me, I mean, she's on a mission at the moment. I can't remember the name of the plant that grows along riverbeds. Uh, she's on a mission because it's not meant to be in this country and it's destroying our riverbeds. Mm. So that's why our, our riverbanks are falling apart. It's like with Japanese knotweed. That is just yeah. Yeah. like the plague. Um, <laughs> it is a permanent, permanent learning journey, but it's so interesting, really interesting. It's like I and think it's... people should learn in school because <gasps> over last lockdown, I was driving along, and there's this lady, and she was obviously walking her dog with her small son, and they were collecting just some wild flowers to take home with them. It's just the middle of the countryside. And I was looking, and I was driving along, and I'm like, do I stop? Because they were they were cutting ragwort. <laughs> and I was like, it has some beautiful white flowers on it, but I was like, that is not what you should be cutting. Stay away from it. No, I agree. Um, even sort of an afternoon a term or something, get children learning in school what's really, really important. Because um, it is, isn't it? You know, um, as, as, as pretty as some of them are, some of them are just as dangerous. <laughs> Yes, they really are dangerous. Yeah. And actually, that's really, I'm glad you said that because maybe that might be one of my blogs that I do is about wildflowers. That, and actually, we shouldn't really be picking wildflowers too much. No, no. Uh, but they are pretty, aren't they? And if it helps a child learn and love them, then yeah. Pretty that. like me? There you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the next segment um, I want to ask is uh, is um, very simply when. Uh, what I mean by when is when did that light bulb go ding for you? I remember the name uh, the the time the first time I came up with the name for the Shrewsbury biscuit. I was about to enter the EP from the uh, the interchange by Telford railway station. I was like, ah, oh, Shrewsbury biscuit. Now I have to do a podcast. I came up with the name. I need to do it. Uh, Mickey, what was that? When was that moment for you with Bake? What was that moment that just went inspired you, and you had to do it from that moment? Um, it was when I finally got that. Well, when I finally cracked that first brownie recipe, because that's where I started from. Was with all the brownies. It's nice. still my main thing that I love. But it was when I finally nailed that first brownie recipe. Because it's kind of these ones of I'd done it a few times. And it was just kind of like, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's a decent home cooked brownie. And the one time I was like. Right, that I would have paid for. That's better than pretty much any I've ever had before. Um, and then initially, I was like, with the name as well, I literally just was kind of going through brownie puns in my head and stuff like that. And and they all just ended up looking a bit naff when I was trying to work out a logo for them. And then it just kind of came to me because, well, if I call it something brownie related, I'm limited. But what am I doing? Just baking. So bake. And I don't think I can get away with just calling it bake. So... I'm, I'm, I'm proud of being from Shrewsbury, so bake Shrewsbury. Nice. And then just like that. <laughs> with with your brownies, is it is it a secret recipe? Yeah. yeah. Is oh, it one of these ones that you a, share with no one? <laughs> the, the, there's a, the only, well, if Liam would care to look at the whiteboard, he'd see it on there. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, um, the only, there's only one other person that knows. It's a friend of mine who sometimes comes in to help me in the kitchen. He's the only one who knows it like I know it. So it's one of those ones. There's a couple of things in there that, that I just could do. Yeah, it's I brilliant. like the secret recipe. Mm. Yeah, it's like, like I Mr. think Kramps. everyone's everyone's <laughs> tried making brownies at home. I don't think there's one person who hasn't tried making brownies at home, whether yeah. it's from scratch or from one of those pre-mixed ones, and it's never works out on your first try. 
I'm guessing yeah. you've had multiple tries where you've had ones you've put in the bin, ones you've kept on going. Yeah, and luckily I, like, my missus loves them, so. <laughs> it's, it's like I've got a fixed one where it's like I can only eat brownies if they'd be made with like, like you said, with proper chocolate or like a ganache yeah. or something like that. And I have some yeah. brownies that I have for my friends and they're just, you can taste the difference when they're not made with real yeah. chocolate. Yeah, because you can, all you can taste is cocoa powder. Well, I don't know yeah, if that's can, just yeah. from me going through it, but it's just like, it's just a specific thing. It's like, there's nothing wrong with cocoa powder. I just don't think it works and with brownies. they're supposed to be. when they're not with chocolate. Yeah. Has it's it, just that kind of thing. That... Has this ruined cake for you now? Yeah. You, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it brings you a birthday cake. You're like, I... no, take it back. Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's one of these things of I've, I've, it's one of these things of now with a brownie, I know what it should taste like and that, and I'll have like a little bit of it. I can't, I can't actually sit and eat a full one there because I've just been through so many. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we'll extend the, the, the same question to Amy. Uh, when was that moment for you, that light bulb? Bing! Can you remember? No. <laughs> no? Um, I think that, no, I think it was because it's organic. I think, um, I think it was probably something I was always going to do. So there was never really a light bulb moment. But I knew uh, when things started getting too big for my sitting room, that's when the light bulb moment came that I had to find a shop. Um, but I think I'm like, a, instead of a light bulb moment, I think I'm a set of fairy lights. <laughs> I think they just <laughs> keep coming on in <laughs> little rows, actually. Um, my light bulb moment for the garden shop and for the cutting garden was definitely... Um, before just before Christmas I mean I've had a cutting garden but um I don't really do politics very well because I'm not um I'm not very knowledgeable but when Brexit happened and I'm really sorry about saying that word the prices of flowers just rocketed yes and that was my moment of thinking we need to do something about this and Britain is beautiful so why can't we grow our own brilliant um, i love yeah. that yeah that's fantastic because you know why why import flowers from abroad when we've got it on our doorstep yeah, yeah. perfect especially now with, with um people using poly tunnels like i know when i was oh my god when i was at school 15 years ago we had poly tunnels and if you didn't want like i went to a boarding school and instead of doing your homework in the boarding house, everyone was like, not doing homework. So we used to make excuses and go down to the polytunnels and go and look after all the flowers. And we used yeah. to season ones. So like on the lead up to Christmas, we'd grow all the big like ones that are due to like, we'd decorate the school with at Christmas. And yeah. we even nicknamed ourselves Blooming Good. And... Didi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's very cool. But yeah, no, we can grow. Um, we can grow an awful lot in Britain. We can. My polytunnel, unfortunately, has landed in the middle of a tree uh, because Bella <laughs> ate my. So this year, um, my husband sort of knows that he's doing this, but he's about to know if he's listening. Um, I want to make more frames, so I don't really want a polytunnel because until I can afford one that costs thousands of pounds, um, it's always going to keep blowing away, and that's just a waste of money and environmental dumping so yeah i'm going to get him to make me some big frames that i will be able to use all year round that will have their own polytunnel system within these frames um and now he knows <laughs> get to it boy get to it um <laughs> moving on to the next segment uh, i feel like we may have already covered some of this but uh, this is yours d and that's 
How? How did we get to this point? Yeah, so Mickey, starting with you, how did you get to where you are now? Obviously, it was a bit of a journey. Like, when did you start and what, what have you accomplished to basically get to where you are now? It's Well, the how is my customers, as simple as that. I've got a lot of very, well, well I'm in the right word, very loyal customers who just keep coming back time after time. And I wouldn't know, as I say, that give feedback and things like that. That's kind of how I've been able to go up from there, from people being consistent buyers. It really just makes the massive difference. Um, that's kind of it, really. It's just I think, that thing I think of, it's a bit like when you when you get your dentist, and even though you will not go to another dentist, you get loyal yeah. to that one dentist and your hairdresser. You won't go to another hairdresser or barber. No, you yeah. I'm guessing that's what your customers are like to you. They're like, can't go anywhere else. I was like, this is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like um, I saw a post on I think it was for the Love of Shrewsbury, um, someone asking where to get brownies from. Mm-hmm. I just kind of well, obviously it caught my attention, and <laughs> so but then I just see the comments flooded with people tagging uh, tagging us, and it's just amazing to see that uh, it's it's not even like we've gone out and gone yeah, can you tag everyone to tell them about us? No, they've they've gone off on their own back to recommend us, which means the world to me. Beautiful. Powers of tagging uh, a business. There you go. Sh- yeah. Like, share, subscribe. You hear that all the time, but it actually means yeah. the world to people. You know? It doesn't oh, cost 100%. anything to like, share, and subscribe no. at all. Yeah, no, exactly. not at all. What, what about you, Amy? Same question. How? I think I've probably answered that so many times. I talk too much, don't I? Um, <laughs> how? Um, I think... I'm guessing you've got loyal customers as well. And obviously, yes, your passion massively. I do. I've had to... um, Because I can't sell flowers at the moment. It's impossible. So um, I have lots of lovely, loyal followers. But I've had to hand them over to other florists that are aren't, you know, homeschooling and um, et cetera. So that hurts a little bit. But I think now the way my business has changed and evolved um even since christmas i think the how is that i am so passionate and encouraging people that it's really really easy um to do this and that's my how now is that instead of just selling flowers i'm teaching them that those tiny little seeds in the palm of my hands are what going to produce this beautiful amaranthus that draped down in an autumn bouquet Um, and I think actually my shop is a story I think I really do think that when I share that journey from that ugly gross looking little seed or daily and people want to go on that journey with me and they want to join in the journey um, and that's what's helping my business right now actually yeah and your, your passion throws shows through and through and people always say is the moment you start because obviously people going to their nine to five job is very very stressful but when yeah. you start working and doing something you enjoy you'll work more hours and harder than you ever have done have you noticed that especially when you're saying you're basically at home doing it but then you've also got the shop and you're just continuous yeah yeah no it is it is true and I am lucky um, I didn't have to go out and find a nine-to-five job. Um, so I am really lucky. And I, I was a nice too short to do something you don't love, isn't it? Mm. But I'm aware that sometimes we have to do things we don't love. But I think that 
that is what keeps me going. And I couldn't work for anybody else. I love working for myself. Um, yeah. I, I did work for Beth Heath at Shropshire Festivals, and actually she gave me the courage to do this. And she ah. constantly messages me to tell me if she thinks something's going good or um, <laughs> she shares my links for me if my because I'm building my own website and I'm not very good at it. Um, so um, Beth helps me a little bit on that. So having friends that really build you up and hold you up as well as build you up is is a really Does essential tool. The support you've got is is astounding. I'm seeing it in the comments here. Um, we've got Lynn here saying, how great to see the lovely Madame Lama. Uh, Lily uh, says, uh, woo, Madame Lama's flower bar. Um, <laughs> Hayley as well. Hayley Chalner says, ah, Madame Lama, you look amazing. Uh, and this um, Emma as well says, Madame Lama's flower bar. And then this one is brilliant. Um, Anthony to it. I'm doing what? <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. yeah he did i'm sure i must have mentioned it <laughs> good get to work anthony <laughs> married to a comedian alex that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> and, and likewise uh for, for bake um uh cheryl walker in the comments says i love baked brownies but i think that's it though i mean you both covered sort of covered that i bet i bet there's a, a moment Every, almost every day where i don't know you pull out the perfect tray of bit of brownies or, or cupcakes um, and you're like i made that i'm so and, and the same with you amy's like you make a nice bouquet back in the day and you're like i'm so good at what i do you know that passion the the, the ability to do something well because you love it that's really powerful really powerful you've got to yeah. remind yourself i don't know about you mickey but i have to remind myself sometimes of why I'm doing this and I can make this work. And when you lose your confidence, you have to go back to that love, don't you? And remind yeah. yourself to do it because you love I've it. I've just got that kitchen confidence where you're just like, no, I'm, <laughs> when I'm doing it, I'm the best. That's what you have to do. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> if, if, if I didn't, I would just give up. It's that thing of I have to, what I'm looking at is I'm, looking to be the best it's it's as simple as that are you um, then your your biggest critic as well yeah but it's like um i say because it's like i say it's local now but i'm looking at going further like i say i'm looking at going postal because it's like we get people that message from all over the country ordering for people in shrewsbury and then they get the feedback and they're going, I wish you delivered here because I keep getting this great feedback. So we're now in the process of trying to be able to start giving that to people elsewhere. It's crazy the places we get to. Like we've had uh, over over lockdowns, we've had people from all over the world messaging us to for orders in Shrewsbury, like Germany, New Zealand, Australia, a lot from the US and Canada. It's just crazy where you're getting messages from. <laughs> That's nice. That's beautiful. Um, moving on to the next segment, and I feel like you've you, I, we'll, we'll carry on with you, Amy, because you've already put touched on it. But um, who who is who is um, have you got a list of people or, or a person that inspires you the most? Who inspired you to go out and do this, Amy? I've got so many people. Um, Beth, Beth, he's um, definitely yeah, confidence grower. I mean, if she believes in you. You have to believe in yourself because she's exactly, just yeah. brilliant. 
honestly, my I know it sounds a bit twee, but I couldn't do this without my husband really believes in me. And when I'd stop believing oh. in myself for a little while, he's there. Um he's fantastic. My kids are amazing. I mean, my daughters are a little bit older now. Um, and they come up to the field and help me plant, etc. But then there's all the inspirations from people who do what you do. Um, I trained with Jane Packer in London. I mean, she's sadly passed away, but her style is amazing. The luxury brand, that's what I wanted to bring in. Um, they're, oh, Monty Don now. <laughs> you know, he influences me every time I watch Garden as well. So many, but I have to say it's my family that are the best. I don't know about you, Mickey, but our family have got to be behind us, haven't they, and believe in us because um, without them, who would eat your brownies and taste them? <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's a whole. There's no one, is there? There's not one person. It's a whole family of people that help you when you're setting up your own business. Nice. Do you, yeah. do you concur, Mickey? I do. Um, I say, yeah, for me, it's like my little man. I've got my little my little boy, Oliver. He's he's what it's all for. Oh. But then, at the end of the day, it's that, that thing of that's that's it. It's like no matter what, I've got to make it work because otherwise there's nothing for him. So that's it. <laughs> nice. That's very straight to the point and very, very poignant. I like that. Um, <laughs> D, your next segment is um, is is a funny one. Um, but do you understand what this means? What is what this is? Go for it. Beep. Yeah. Um, oh, is that is that um, something that nearly made you want to throw in the towel? I'm guessing that is. Am I right? Yeah. yeah moments where you've gone. <laughs> do you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. But you got to get over those those hurdles, haven't you? Uh, we'll start with Mickey. Um, what were those moments like uh, for you? Um, it was probably after, it was probably when I first went full time with this. Um, and then, because during the first bit, I was on furlough. So I was basically just making extra money with this. So then when it was all fully onto me, and there's just some times when just the flavors weren't hitting and I wasn't doing the right strategy or picking the right times to release things and things like that. And then sales weren't were a bit low, and like it's just get, it's like there's times when we was even struggling to get enough ingredients to do the orders for the next few days, yeah. and it's just times like that where you just just sat, I just basically just stand like let's say I'm coming in at four in the morning where I'll just stand in the kitchen and go, is it worth it? But then oh, you just yeah, then you just gotta go, no, nah. because I struggle with OCD um, where I get. Uh, intrusive thoughts that repeat so i can't let it happen so it's like if i if i let myself latch onto that that won't go away so i just have to go no i just gotta it's just gotta work what about you amy Mm. there's always a few right i think um in the middle of december when i uh, i made over 700 reads in december um that was hot. I wasn't sleeping. And uh, 300 of them were pure holly reeds. And when it's two o'clock in the morning and you haven't slept yet and your hands, you have no fingerprint. Um, and you know that if, if I won the lottery that weekend, I would have just bought everybody a holly wreath <laughs> that had ordered one and not made them. Um, that 
I think when I take on too much work, those are my sweary moments. Um, but I don't have that many. Um, oh, I did have a huge amount of houseplants arrive at my house from Holland that I couldn't cancel on the morning of January's lockdown because I didn't know it was happening. And when you've got £600 worth of houseplants um, and don't know what to do with them, that that was a bit of a beak moment as well. But they all they all went. I did sort of doorstep uh, deliveries. Thank goodness I had support of everybody. Um, but, yeah, no, that's it. Overwork and overtiredness sometimes. I'm guessing yeah. for both of you that you've realised that you've got to have those low days and low moments to appreciate the good ones and those amazing moments like Mickey like you were saying about reading through the comments that people leave and their reviews how fantastic you are it kind of makes like when you are feeling low you're feeling like you know what doesn't matter anymore well, yeah it, Read it's just like you'll get, all come back yeah it's like those times like I said where you, we're, we're barely making enough to basically just pay the bills and then maybe scrape by half the ingredients to do the one thing and then you'll just get a message from somebody going oh yeah so and so's recommended me says they absolutely love the stuff i want to place this order and then that's going to actually cover you to be able to then do the next ones that's one of those ones are just like it's just like it feels like it's actually working Ah, okay. I was say, I think I think Mr. Whiteley's opened the box. What have you got in there, Whiteley? <laughs> I to- I've very quickly just why I was kind of being really rude. Then <laughs> took a picture, uploaded it, and this is what I've just opened on my desk right now. Oh. This is what Mickey sent me last night. Look at that! That's just fresh out the box. That's just as it is. Uh, look how amazing that is. I don't know how I'm going to taste that live on the show. <laughs> I need a spoon or a fork or something. Um, <laughs> Uh, otherwise it's going to get really messy isn't it um, yeah yeah that's, that's the point though, isn't it? no one can that's see when the camera's off and just go full hands um, we've lost we've lost Amy for a second I think she's coming back in uh, but we'll, we'll start with you uh, for this next bit um, which is Eureka yep. uh, that those moments those moments where it's all kind of just the, the planets are aligned those those eureka moments have you got one for us that you can share uh, where everything just seemed to work that one day and make it worth it i think it was when we first switched from doing having just certain brownies available in the pick and mix it was it was doing these set boxes weekly because we used to have so much wastage because we'd do some flavors. If that flavor doesn't work, that's a tray gone, which especially like during those times before where, where money was so tight and then you're having to throw away a full tray of brownie because it's just gone to waste. But, and it's one of these things as well of being able to keep, keep my own motivation and creativity in it as well. So it's, that was my main thing of being able to go, right. Well, if I do a set box each week, I can go what I, can, I know what's in it. I can make sure that that's going to be 100%. And I'm not just trying to slap dash something together because someone's ordered this one that I put on that I haven't got the stuff for right now. Yeah. It's kind of a case of I know I can get this ready. I can get this to be 100%. This is how it should be. That was one of the biggest changes to mean that it's a lot less wastage. It's more realistic going forward to be a viable business. It's like you both work in, in industries that have a lot of perishables and they don't have a very long shelf life. It's not like during lockdown, you're like, oh, we'll just shut the door 
and it'll all be there when we come back. It doesn't work for either of you in that way. And I think that's where people do understand Like you were saying, you're having a lot of waste. I know when I was doing baking for my friends, I'd suddenly be like, oh yeah, well, we don't need it anymore. And I'd be like, I've just done all the sponges. <laughs> in my head, like, not doing this anymore. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Amy? Was a eureka moment that just pinged. Everything just seemed to fall into light, fall into place. That one moment. I don't know. Oh gosh, I'm not sure. Um, I suppose I had a eureka moment of knowing that I could do this when I um, did both the winter and um carnation photo shoot with brigitte and it was oh my goodness i'm good at what i do um but that was a eureka moment but i i don't think i really do have eureka moments i think i'm just um it's just all happening so gently and nicely that i haven't realized my eureka moment but uh, sit back and yeah. think about it and so, oh, that was a yeah. good day. Remember that one? Um, oh, I, yeah, no, true. Yeah. Um, we are running short on time. So very quickly, um, I would love for you guys just to talk. Tell us about the future. Where would you see your business in three years? Uh, Amy, we'll stick with you. Where do you see Madame Lamas uh, in three years' time? I want to um, definitely be recognised as um, a successful flower farmer. That's my... Um, I want my gardening business to, you know, to go really well. But I think that to have the title flower farmer is something that I definitely want. Yeah. Amazing. Mick? Um, to set up, a, uh, set up like a storefront, kind of start a cafe thing, that's something that I'm looking to once things come, things go back, go back to normal as they can. Um also expand as well so postal going national move into different areas try and hit different markets and things like that just go as far as possible i say i'm I, like i said if i'm not trying to be the best there's no point doing it so i'm gunning for greg's so <laughs> nice. yes. gunning for greg's i love that where do you see yourself for years gunning for greg's <laughs> i love that brilliant well, there's, got there's one thing of- I, there's one thing i want to ask mickey quickly do you supply, because like I know everyone's closed at the moment, but is there any like cafes or anything that you stock for, supply for, or is that kind of like a, a future thing? Well, we do, uh, we are able to do it. I said there, there's only one place that stocks us at the moment. It's called the Mocha Pot in Dorley. Mm. Um, and we, uh, every weekend they have stuff from us. So they, we actually do muffins for them, which we don't stock on our own menu. So they're only available at the Mocha Pot in Dorley. And we kind of do different flavors for them as well. Because that's one thing I find with working. Oh, look at those cupcakes! Um, so a different. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's naughty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, I was just like, let's just share some food. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, it's that's one thing that as well I'm learning because even though it's only just down the road with being in Telford, it is a completely different market. The tastes are completely different. Like in Shrewsbury, our Jaffa cake blo- uh, brownie went down really well, whereas in Telford, it didn't quite hit as well. Oh so wow, it's that's just, really interesting to know. Yeah. yeah, it's just like um, our Kinder Bueno brownie, which I was surprised didn't hit as well, um, considering us putting days into getting the Bueno topping right. Um, but now he consistently has that every week in Telford because it just hits so well for him there. So it's it's so weird comparing the differences between them. Amazing. 
Well, look, we've got a bit of time to go through our comments uh, before we end the show. Uh, where, where, did we, where were we last time? Oh, yeah, Anthony was but the last one. <laughs> I'm doing what now? Um, uh, Emma, uh, to it says, uh, oh, my God, baked brownies. Um, uh, and Lynn as well echoes that they look amazing. They do look amazing. They're right in front of me. Uh, my wife is saying she can't wait to eat my brownie. <laughs> She thinks I'm sharing. Um, <laughs> Lynn uh, says she wants to see you at the Chelsea Flower Show, Amy. Um, oh, yes. Cool. And yes. Uh, you are, of course, you are the best flower lady there is. We agree. Absolutely agree. <laughs> um, uh, Amy, where can people find Madame Lama's flowers? Flower. Okay, so at the moment, online, um, Facebook or Instagram, there is only one Madame Lama flower bar. Um, I have got a website, and if anybody wanted to donate any knowledge on how to make it, brilliant. Um, so, again, www.madamlamasflowerbar.org. You can find me there. I regularly post out blogs, and I share those on my Facebook. And when lockdown is over, at number 26, the parade shops. Oh, I've got a slide for that. Slide. Look at that. I'll sound old there. Number 26, the parade <laughs> shops, St. Mary's Place. Place to be. Um, Mick, Mickey, where, where can people uh, find you? Uh, it's at Bake Shrewsbury on basically all social media. Um, I made sure to lock that in early when I first came up with the name. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and I've even just I've even signed up for TikTok now for Bake as well. So, <laughs> oh wow, oh, nice. we're, we're not going to talk about TikTok. Kate dancing. Kate dancing. <laughs> the start of the first lockdown, it was in our in our podcast group chat. It was very entertaining. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I've, I've I've come quite late to it, but yeah, it's it seems to be. I say it seems to be hitting a few people already, so it's yeah. it's worth doing. Um, and this is the whole the the best thing about the show is introducing people, you know. So now you guys know each other, you've met, yeah. you can come together, and you could do like I don't know, uh, a bouquet of flowers with some big brownies. There you go, you know, things like this. That that's what Shrewsbury's all about, and that's what this show is all about. Um, and you know, if you want to get involved with the show, make sure you. Uh, hit us up at our website, which is uh, the uk. Uh, you can email us from there. Um, that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, we will be back in about two weeks' time. We're doing these every two weeks. Um, so, you know, I want to say thank you to everybody that's watching. I've been seeing the comments, the, the, the reactions, and the viewers throughout the whole show. Amy and Mickey, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on our first show. Thank you for having me, right, Thank you for having me, mate. Um, Dee, you're amazing. Thank you so much for your input. Um, we were having some real good uh, chat about this earlier, planning. I love that kind of stuff, you know that. And uh, it's, it's gone smoothly, I feel like. it's done. We've done really well today. Yeah, it's so. been good. It's been good. Especially now I've got proper... I'm not crackling and you can hear me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you look you look great. It's rather than on your bedroom floor, this is so much better. Even the picture of you in the background there that I can see. Uh, don't, the, don't, don't even start. Don't even start. Nah. Right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you very much for tuning, tuning in. Um, we will catch you guys in about two weeks' time. Peace out. Bye. Whoop.